0: My guest today is one of the busiest musicians in all of music. He's in the band Transatlantic, he's in Flying Colors, and he's an extremely talented solo artist. He's back with a new Prague album with the Neil Morse Band. I'd like to welcome back Neil Morse. Hello. Hello. Hey there, Mr. Morse, how are you? I'm good, how are you, man? I'm great. So happy to be uh, speaking with you again. All right. You know, we spoke uh, about a year ago when you put were putting out the Transatlantic. And, uh, you know, just before the Prague cruise and all that. And prior to that, the the previous year we had talked about was pretty quiet. Um, You know, 2014 was pretty insane. It looked like you almost released the 17 albums or something. So, you know, how did you pack uh, so much into last year and you're just keeping it going?
1: Yeah, well, you know, I kind of wanted to slow down. But, uh, you know, I just prayed about it and I felt like we should continue on and you know uh, put this album out and do the tour I I, I was kind of thinking maybe it would be good to give it a rest a little bit but I felt very strongly like that we should press on and also uh, the only window that Mike had to tour was this late February, March window and um, so that meant you know it's like a domino effect You know, if you're going to tour in March that means the record's got to come out in February which means we have to have it we have to deliver it by December
0: 1st I got you it. know, yeah. and
1: all of that. So I just, I'm just really grateful that it all seems to have worked out so well.
0: So when you figure out that timeline, um, do you scramble for ideas on, you know, demo tapes or, you know, iPhone stuff or whatever? Or you're confident, you know, don't worry about it. We'll, we'll get it. The ideas will come.
1: Well, by that time, you know, in September, we had already – we had all the basic ideas and I knew all the all the ideas were there and it was all good by that time. It was just a matter of whether we could really fit it into all of our schedules. I had the Flying Colors tour and then I had to get rid all the stuff for Morse Fest and also there was a big release coming out at that time. There was the Kaleidoscope, the live transatlantic was coming out and I had a lot of work associated with that and then I had a whole week a vacation plan with my family, you know. So uh, it was just a matter of like, hey guys, do you how how's your schedule? Do you think we can pull this off? And right, obviously we all decided that we could do it, and we did actually do it. But it was it was right down to the wire, man.
0: <laughs> Very cool. Listen, it doesn't sound like it, and I know I've read a lot about the writing sessions were kind of as a group and everything. So tell me about how that, how that came together. How, how much of it did you bring in in advance? And when you guys sat together, what sort of changed and, and evolved?
1: Well, I didn't bring hardly anything in. Oh, really? Okay. You know, uh, we used Agenda from, that was from the song from, songs from November sessions. But it was really unusual. I, you know, I, I felt like I should just make a lot of room for the guys, and I'm really glad that I did because the album came out great and has such a nice, fresh feel to it. I think because of that, largely because of the input of these uh, these other factors, you know, and everybody really contributed a lot. Everybody did, and uh, everyone's well represented. And I think it's a fantastic thing, you know. Collaboration brings a freshness that uh, you can't put your finger on. There's just something yeah. about it
0: well you you've sort of built the last few years on that right with flying colors and transatlantic and working with you know not just you singing but other guys sort of everybody taking their turn so is was that how getting Eric and Bill vocally involved on this album is that sort of how that came along
1: you know i I just felt like it was the right thing to do well, first of all, they're so good where whenever you're working with people and they have these amazing strength, you know you want to use them right you know as much as possible and so that was a big part of it but I think we all felt like I remember Mike saying that um you know he that he felt like there should be a lot of trading of the lead vocals and it should be much more of a band feel with a lot of, with different singers and I think that's something that is a bit lost today. I don't know how much you hear that anymore. It was very common when I was growing up that you know most groups had at least two singers sometimes three you know and they'd all be you know trading off lead vocals and I think that's cool it mixes it up a lot
0: you're right if you think about it the uh, you know The Who Fleetwood Mac uh, Beatles uh, Eagles etc you could name a dozen um, yeah yeah that's true so is that that was sort of how calling it the Neil Morse band I guess came, came together as well because of everybody having a little bit more contribution
1: yeah and it was really the concept of initially was like, hey, let's get together and see what happens. It was, a, it was kind of a grand experiment right from the beginning in my mind. You know, let's see what happens if we get together and just write in the room and really collaborate authentically, you know. And uh, this is the result, and I think it's very special.
0: Were the lyrics written also as a group during the whole writing process?
1: Not so much. There were, th- there were some lyrical ideas that were thrown, that were already out there. Like, you know, a lot of times what you have when you're on the lyrics is you'll have, you know, maybe some key lines and then you're la da dying all the rest, you know. So we had, like, you know, here at the waterfall, da 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 da, you know, (laughs) and, uh, and I feel like I'm alive again, blah, 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 you know. (laughs) And so you have to fill in all the, all the verses and the gaps and, a lot of times you'll have the main gist of it, and and then so that that kind of informs the whole rest of the lyric.
0: Speaking about the sort of the looser vibe, right from the beginning of the album, the call um, sort of with that vocal thing that you that you do was is a big change from a lot of the the other albums that you have that that sometimes start off with you know orchestra swells and kind of build up and stuff. Was that was any of that sort of conscious in terms of how you wanted to approach the album or? Do things just sort of happen as they happen?
1: No, they just happen as they happen, yeah. you know. We originally didn't have that acapella cappella entrance. We were going to bring that part in just at the end, you know, how it comes in towards the end of right. the call. Right. And I think Bill said, hey, why don't we try just singing this acapella for the intro? Hmm. And as, as I recall, he had, he had a little bit of a time kind of selling that to Mike, as I remember. And then once we kind of, once we sang it, and we tried singing it in the room, and then Mike went, "Oh yeah, 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 totally, totally, let's do it."
0: <laughs> right, and bringing it back in at the end uh, is really one of the special parts on the whole album, I think. So um, I
1: think so too. I love that part, and I feel that's like that. Just, it's a timely message too. Like it's like that's a message for people right now to, you know, leave it all behind you. It's time to let it go. Whatever you know, whatever's troubling,
2: right. You
1: know, no, like a, a, like maybe a season. Hopefully, it's a season of healing for people.
0: Well, the album as a whole, I think, is really positive and and uh, very uplifting and and um, almost. Uh, I, I had a little bit of a Spock's beard kind of vibe. I think a little bit. Um oh, cool. There's a lot of of uh, your faith influence in all your albums, and you're very vocal about that. Um, on this album in particular, I noticed no specific mention of of Jesus or God or. Um, although I, I think it's very suggestive and and all over the album, um, is that something that is is ever conscious in your writing, or it's sort of the music just goes where it goes, or do you even pay attention to that uh, specifically?
1: Well, you know, as you're writing the song, you just try and make that song what it wants to be, you know. Right. And that's all I that's all I can really say about it. You know, when I'm writing the lyrics. You know, when I'm writing, like, you know, when I was writing Testimony or Testimony 2, I'm writing about a specific, a specific events. And a lot of times on the concept albums, you know, I'm writing about a specific thought and or, or you know, a concept. I, I don't know, this album seemed like it wanted to be maybe a little more vague about those things, although I, I think it's all in there.
0: Definitely. You can, in, you know, it leaves it open to a person's interpretation, I think, which is, which is great.
1: Whatever people can receive from God through what we do, that, that, that's what we're excited about. And I don't know, sometimes it's, you know, I think God veils himself. Sometimes he's very plain. Sometimes he hides himself, you know? And, uh, so I think it's okay to kind of feel that out. And sometimes I I speak very plainly about the Lord to people and sometimes I'll, I'll, You know, uh, just kind of testify and be a little... It depends on the situation, you know? Yeah,
0: totally. One of the things I'm always fascinated about, and I think, uh, at least for me and for a lot of uh, prog fans that I I know, uh, your sort of, uh, for lack of a better word, mastering of the long epic, you know, has become somewhat of a signature, and, and I imagine might bring a lot of pressure when you're writing an album well, I got to do one of these again but you know is that ever a challenge and how do you manage to do one of those like a live again which is again another brilliant you know 26 plus minute song Um how do you manage to not repeat any parts you've done or 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 always find a new fresh approach to it
1: with a little help from me friends
0: <laughs> do do they ever catch you saying oh no you we used that on the last album or anything like that
1: oh totally I think the term that Mike used was I gotta throw a flag on the field <laughs> There's a flag. Yeah, you know, somebody would throw out an idea. Not always just me, you know, it would be somebody would throw out an idea and it's like, Oh, I think that's too much like this or you know, I throw flags on my own field. i would be like, Hey guys, I'm I'm kinda digging this, but is it too much like something else? You know, you right. you're always trying to you know, try to look to the people around you to try and uh, they remember I, I don't really remember everything that I've done I don't listen to my own music that much right yeah after I'm done with it you know I I'll put on a record you know every now and again but I don't really listen to my own music that much and so I'll I'll forget and people will say oh dude that's exactly like something you did you know five albums ago or something I'm like oh okay thanks let's do something else <laughs> right
0: no, it's a, it's an amazing thing where you you listen and you, you know, as a fan, if you know these albums and you just don't hear uh, repetition. So I think that's quite an achievement. Um, I'm curious, you know, when you're doing an album and now you finished it and you're doing the press and you're getting ready once um, the, the release date, uh, which is coming up February 10th uh, and the album's on sale now pre order on your website, uh, RadiantRecords.com. What's that first day like and, and those first few days? is it sort of a release albums done you can move on or or there's a, a a more stress on top of you during that moment what's it like
1: oh it's total release for me I mean in fact once it's once the album's like mastered and delivered and I can't change it anymore right because I keep I literally would keep changing it forever probably if I didn't have a deadline because every time I listen to anything I create I always I always think oh you know that line could be better or or you know, oh, I don't hear especially mixes because everywhere the every in every environment you listen to a mix, it sounds different.
0: Right. Do you do the car test like like every other band out there?
1: Oh, totally. <laughs> I totally. Yeah. My the cars. I find the car to be like the most. I think the most honest place to listen.
0: Yeah, that's that's what everyone seems to do, which is funny. You you do all that time in the studio and everything, and then you end up in the car with uh, with everyone else.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but uh, you know, so. Oh it's a total release for me and then you know I try to kind of stay away from like what's happening with uh the pre-orders and all of that. At that point I'm I'm usually writing something new by that right? then I kind of let go and I'm like I'm, I get on to you know I've been writing I've been writing this piece for musical theater doing this whole time, you know. So yeah, cool. Yeah.
0: So the tour is on sale now and kicks off uh but pretty soon, right? Uh, when is the first show?
1: February twenty one, right here in Nashville, Tennessee.
0: Very cool. And so, well, have, have you made plans already for it? You're going to play, and what can fans expect?
1: Expect, expect an amazing night of, of incredible music and uh, songs, and a great, a great, great show, great concert experience. I think it's going to be a very special experience. There's quite a buzz going on about this whole thing right now. So, I don't know. I'm just really excited about what God's going to do.
0: When you're doing these setlists for the solo shows, I know Mike is sort of the guru of of setlists for all the bands. Um, do you let him put yours together as well, or do you take take control?
1: Um, we kick it around. You know, I try. I really do defer to him about a lot of things like that because I think he's very he's really good with that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, but we we kicked it around as a band, and we finally came up with a set list that everybody was into.
0: Very cool. What's the plan after this? Well, you said you're working on musical theater, but any um, any other band projects for for later this year, or, or um, any ideas of, of what's going to come after this?
1: Well, there's a lot of things in the offing. There's you know some uh, collaborations uh, that you know being talked about that I haven't you know with people I've never collaborated with before. Oh, cool. Um, so that is. Uh, coming up, and uh, but I don't really know if it's going to bear any fruit yet, but probably. And uh, I've also been writing some new worship music, some new uh, singer-songwriter stuff. So I- I'm hoping to do another worship album this year, and maybe a maybe a singer-songwriter album for early next year. Maybe I don't know. We'll see.
0: I wanted to just touch on, on some of the stuff you did over the last year because cause there was so much, we didn't get to talk about it. I, w- I was wondering what Morse Fest was like, uh, you know, once it was over and uh, what that experience was like and if, if plans are to do anything like that again.
1: Oh, man, it was so completely blessed. It was crazy. It was it went so well, it was just, I don't know, it was just off the chart. You know, it was really well, really well attended and... Uh, you know the, the lord really blessed everybody we got to spend so much good quality time with so many people you know it, for me it was like it was a real pinnacle experience you know my brother al came you know we had all these great guests and and uh to do the whole one album man particularly was just like wow i'd like to do that again i yeah. loved it well we we're hoping to do another one uh, in the fall i just gotta you know kind of schedule it out you know
0: Oh, very cool! That would be exciting. What about uh, uh, Flying Colors? I mean, the, that album was was incredible and, and seemingly very successful. Um, plans to to do anything with the, with that group again in the future? Have You guys talked about it.
1: Well, there'll be a live album coming out this year. I believe that the uh, the live album that was you know there was a DVD film and um, you know a whole whoop to do, uh, you know, big package probably from Flying Colors towards the end of the year i would imagine
0: oh fantastic yeah wow good man so you guys are, are never slowing down uh, just more and more music and, and more and more stuff for everybody to, to like it's it's awesome i i can't tell you how much i appreciate it and how much i know the fans appreciate it and uh i think it's uh it's guys like you and mike that really make this whole genre uh worth anything and so um new album's amazing and I will keep uh, promoting it, and hopefully it's a big success for you, man. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Roy. I really appreciate it, man.
0: All right, buddy. Take it easy, and uh, have a great tour.
1: All right, you too. All Take right. care. Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks again to Neil for the interview. We're going to close with the title track off his new album. This is The Grand Experiment. Please check progreport.com for upcoming news and information. Please visit our Facebook or Twitter pages and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Thanks.
2: get this, 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 this
0: is la